Google Play, simply say, hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Yes, it is actually Casper and Chris, at least for a few days. You look familiar. (laughs) Didn't you used to work on this program? I used to. Glad to be back. I noticed you're the, uh, once, drive- you're the once and future host. <laughs> I noticed driving in this morning. Uh, Boise has quite a bit more uh, snow here, um, still on the ground than we do in Nampa. Yeah, you guys got your order in earlier, I think. Um, I guess. I mean, it was pretty bad on uh, Monday morning, but as of now, there was a lot of melting going on in Nampa. But as I come into downtown Boise, it's like snow's piled everywhere. Yeah, and uh, uh, melting is getting further and further away from uh, being a possibility. Yeah. Um, Tomorrow morning, we're probably going to be about at least 10 to 15 degrees colder at this yeah. time tomorrow morning. We're, we're about 7 or 8 colder than we were yesterday. Yeah. Uh, so we've got Arctic cold air coming into the Treasure Valley. So the snow we have should be sticking around for a little while. Plus, we still have more snow on the way with the possibility of maybe a white Christmas again this year. Maybe I'm saying there's a chance. Well, I am dreaming of a white Christmas. Saying there's a chance. You know, just like the uh, the ones I used to know. Which ones are those? Oh, where the treetops glisten and children listen to hear sleigh bells in the snow. I feel like you're uh, not really saying what you you mean here, but are quoting something else. That's what it feels it's, like. It's a possibility. Yeah. yeah. I, I listened to a lot of Christmas music yesterday. Um, this morning, by the way, um, you want... I haven't necessarily myself gone out and looked, but if we do have uh, clearing in the skies, or if you want to get up to the uh, mountain areas above the clouds... Um, one of the best meteor shower peaks this morning at around uh, guess. between 10 p.m. and 7 a.m. this morning. Let me guess. The last three letters are NID. Yes. Geminid meteor shower taking place uh, peak this week. Uh, began last night, the peak, and will continue up until 7, 8 o'clock this morning That's while cool. it is still dark if you want to see them. Um, best, most reliable annual meteor showers, according to NASA, is the Geminids. And uh, even though the peak is coming this morning, you haven't missed it. As of yet, you'll be able to see um, the Geminids going through December 17th. With the colder temperature, that means we should have clearing skies for the next couple of nights. So you should be able to uh, get a chance to see them 100 to 150 per hour are possible. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. So if you uh, want a good chance to see some shooting stars and wish upon a shooting star, here's your chance to uh, do it you know, with when, the Geminids. When you wish upon a star, it makes no difference who you are. I feel like you're not uh, necessarily uh, quoting yourself again, that you're, you're, it's something you've heard and not necessarily your own thought. Well, you know, everybody... Uh, I, f- I feel that's, I everybody's feel that's kind of what a, it is. Everybody's kind of a compilation of their past experiences and things they've read or seen on Pinocchio. <laughs> uh, by the way, isn't the new Pinocchio movie out now? Has, any, I, has anybody seen it? I can honestly tell you I don't you've know. You've seen it? Nathaniel's seen it? This is the because there's two Pinocchios out at the same time. You've seen which one have you seen? Nathaniel is our producer here this morning. I watched the one on Netflix. Uh, I think it's just called Pinocchio. Who's in it? Uh, I you know for the life of me, I wouldn't be able to tell you any of the actors. Oh, okay. It's all like uh, stop motion is the, like is, animation. Is any of the is any of the acting kind of wooden? Uh, it's it's more clay. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, okay. And what did what did you think? I liked it. I actually really liked it. Right. it was, I, I thought it was really cute. I thought it was really cute. And then uh, another big movie comes out this week also, right? Is it this week or is it next week? 
Well, Avatar. What, well, oh, Avatar. That, yeah. The, the one, one the one that needs to make $4 billion just to the break that, even. The one that seems to be in the water for some reason. Well, I think they got forced out. I'm not sure when that comes out, actually. I, I, th- think, it, I think it's, it's I want to say the 15th. I want to say it, too. Yeah. I think it's the 15th. Which really means tomorrow. Um, I've been watching, I've been watching uh, some of the critics. Um, critics are loving this thing. Really? Yeah. Uh, saying maybe one of the best movies ever made. Which it really needs to, and then on top of that, people who go see it have to say that, and then go over and over well, and over again if it's going to make four billion dollars. Yeah, pe- people who, uh, I mean, the trouble is people don't go to a movie like twelve times anymore if they like it. In nineteen ninety seven, they still did. You know, when Titanic came out, uh, you couldn't just immediately get it on video, and so you know, people who love Titanic kept going back every week to see the movie. Some of them every day. I think uh, Avatar will be one of those movies. Okay. And the reason I say that is because it's a movie you have to see. It loses something if you don't see it on the big screen. Some people will be seeing it in uh, oh, define, DVD and surround I mean, sound. I mean, define big screen. I mean, even... 50 to um, 300 feet. Oh, 50 feet to 300 feet? Yeah. Yeah, that is larger yeah, than big, I have at home. Big, big screen. I'm talking big screen. And okay. 3D, you know, surround sound, it, it loses something. Um, this movie will be released in 3D, by the way. Um, it, I guess it, it, this is one of those movies. There are a lot of movies where you don't have to see it on the big screen. doesn't make a difference. This is one where, you know, Dune was another one I think you wanted to see on the big screen rather than just watching it on your small screen still, at home. Still haven't seen that. Um, you're okay because I was hoping that the second part of Dune would be released this year, a year later, but apparently it's not coming out until next so, year. So the first movie was just part one of Dune? Part one of Dune, yeah. Okay. They split it up in... And, the first movie was two and a half they, hours long, they, so I mean, the whole thing is going to be five hours long. They, they cleverly named it Dune. Yes. So, um, second, I, I guess, is not coming out, I think, until Thanksgiving of next year, which really, really bums me out, because I love the first one. Love the book. Love loved the yeah, original Frank, movie that came out in 1984. Frank Herbert. Yeah. You like the one with Sting? I did. I oh, love. Okay. I love. If it's on television, I will still watch it. it was still, Kyle, Kyle still love it. Yeah, still yeah. love it. And Kyle McLaughlin at the time I was living, he's from Yakima, and I was living there. That's how I knew. You know, what, part of the reason I wanted to go see it because he was from Yakima. I was oh. living and working at Yakima I, I at did, that time. I did not know he was from Yakima. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's made it actually pretty, pretty big. Maybe the best thing to ever come out of Yakima. I could be wrong. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to have to look up and see what else has come out of Yakima. <laughs> um, other things we'll be talking about this morning. By the way, our phone lines are open as usual. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know how you can say you know, that this isn't necessarily true, but it definitely seems like the Boise Police Department is just an absolute mess as of right now. With everything that has happened over the uh, last year or so, with uh, police chief being asked to resign, uh, former office of police accountability. I know you guys talked about this a little bit yesterday. Former office of police accountability director um, was forced—not uh, forced to resign. He was fired. Yeah, yeah, he was fired. Jesus Jara placed on administrative leave on December second, then fired on December ninth, and then on Monday filed a lawsuit in district court states that the city of Boise engaged in retaliation, wrongful termination, and illegal implementation of policies and procedure in violation of Idaho's Whistleblower Act. 
That's just one lawsuit that is going on right now. Of course, then you have the investigation that was announced here a week or so ago into whether or not one of its former police officers um, took part in any racist policies while he was on the police force. There's there's been a lot going on. That's going to cost about a half a million dollars to investigate. $500,000. As a matter of fact, they signed a a letter saying that it cannot go over $500,000 and was announced that they hope to have that investigation done by um, Christmas of next year. uh, To hark back a bit, uh, there are a lot of famous people that came from Yakima, Washington. Is there? You know, Cooper Cup is from there? I did. I, I think I did know that because he played uh, in Eastern Washington. I think I did know he was he was from there. Let's see. Uh, M- base, more baseball more famous Bob Wells. Th- more famous though than Kyle McLaughlin. I don't know the uh, the Sottlemyers, Mel Sottlemyer, knew that, and, and yes. his uh, two sons are, are both. Yep. Uh, the actor Will Sampson always played uh, an Indian because he was one. He, well, he was the he was the he was the big chief in uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, he was I knew. I did know that one too. Gary Puckett. Gary Puckett in the Union Gap. He was from Union Gap, which is right outside of Yakima. Exactly. I knew that one, too. Gosh. Uh, Phil and Steve Mayer, the skiers. I knew that. Olita Adams. Beverly Cleary. Now you're getting to names I don't recognize. You don't recognize Beverly Cleary? No. No. I do, because, you know, I, I read a lot when I was a kid. KBOI News Time, 6.15. Time for our first check on what's going on with sports this morning. Brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. It is the place to go for breakfast or lunch every day. They are open up seven days a week, by the way. Uh, open up at 7 in the morning, so they'll be open up at about 45 minutes for breakfast and lunch. You want to get a unique breakfast or lunch. Items that you won't find anywhere else in the Treasure Valley, head to Pork Belly and Cuna. Good morning, I'm Rick Worthington. Boise State is heading to Texas for the Frisco Bowl in search of their 10th win. Actually, the Broncos did arrive in Texas yesterday afternoon. The Broncos are disappointed in not beating Fresno State in the Mountain West Championship game, but 10 wins is a big number in college football and something that wide receiver Latrell Caples says they want to achieve this season and are focused for the bowl game with North Texas. It just helps with the camaraderie of the team, and, you know, a lot of guys, this might be their last game playing, so, you know, it'll be good for us. I feel good in my heart if we left with a win instead of a loss. Caples led the team in receiving with 46 catches for 462 yards. The Lancaster, Texas native is going to have 25 family and friends at the game to cheer him on. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. Boise State picked up another victory. They are now 9-2 on the season and 4-1 at home after they defeated the New Orleans Privateers last night by a score of 91-50. to That's right. That was a very lopsided win for the Broncos last night. I'm Rick Worthington. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 624-208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. If you want to get through, you can uh, do that this morning also easily by emailing Mike at KBOI.com. Chris at KBOI.com. You can uh, also text us. Same as our main number, 208-336-3700. Stick around. Those numbers, by the way, phone numbers going to come in handy for those of you who want to do a little bit of winning. Including some of that winning is going to be a $50 gift certificate to Costa Vida, the Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question. We'll give that for you to work on coming up here in just about uh, half an hour from right now. Get the sweet pork. 
It's wonderful. <laughs> uh, Costa Vida, very popular, by the way. And the reason we know that is because whenever we do a Costa Vida sweet deal, with, by the way, sweet pork, sweet deal. See yeah. see what I did there? I, I do. Yeah. yeah. Um, it usually sells out in under five minutes easily. Mm-hmm. Um, so very popular. Chance for you to get one absolutely free coming up this morning. Also, we got football action coming to Boise next Tuesday. We got the uh, Idaho Potato Bowl going to be going on, and we have tickets, free tickets for you to get into the Idaho Potato Bowl if you want to see some live football. Uh, final chance to see football action this year in Boise. Because uh, Boise State's not going to play here yeah. anymore. So uh, this is your final chance to see any football action at all on well, the blue. live anyway. Yeah. Live, yes, uh, on the blue. Now, of course, Boise State will be playing um, in the Frisco Bowl coming up here this Saturday. You'll get a chance to listen to all the action here on News Talk KBOI. Once again, final game for Boise State. I believe, I have to double-check this, tomorrow is signing day, isn't it? 15th, I believe. I haven't kept track of that, I'm afraid. I I believe, I'll, I'll double my, check, my but el- I think uh, Boise State elegy, early uh, signing day is tomorrow. My eligibility ran out in 1987, so I haven't really kept You haven't that. really paid attention? Yeah, I believe early signing day is tomorrow. I'll double check with that. We'll, if it is, um, of course, we'll be keeping you up to date on uh, signings going on at uh, Boise State University. They definitely are going to have some holes to fill. Next year, a lot of seniors going to be graduating mm. this year, unfortunately. Matter of fact, some of their really good seniors graduating uh, this year. Um, our phone lines, once again, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Boise Middle School uh, bomb threat. That had to be scary. I can't even imagine having a kid. Well, the, see, the funny thing about bomb threats is when somebody calls in a bomb threat, there's almost never a bomb. But when somebody actually sets one off, they almost never call in to warn you. The scary part is, as a parent, you get that, that email, that yeah. text, or whatever, however they tell you, and they tell you not to come to the school. And the first, if you're a parent of a kid, the first thing you want to do is go to that school yeah. and pick up your kid. Well, and if you're, if you're like some of us, you think, oh, good, they told everybody not to come to the school. That'll be more room for me when I go to the school. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, if you did do that yesterday, uh, you came to the school to pick up your kids, and your kids weren't there. Yeah, true. They were at another school. Yeah, so they uh, escorted them off to Lake Hazel Elementary School, less than a mile away, once the uh, bomb threat. And you have to take it seriously. Um, yeah, because you, you, you can't just blow that off. Yeah, you can't say, yeah. well, it hardly ever happened, so you have to take it seriously. Um, I just couldn't imagine getting that as a parent and, and no. just absolutely freaking out. And hopefully they will find the uh, person or persons who were responsible for it i mean you shouldn't you know overreact but it does make you want to go get your kid uh, hug them tight uh, keep them home forever and move to a different city <laughs> but apart from that I, you know kboi news time 627 be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll free 1-800-529-KBOI now back to casper and chris on news talk kboi 641. Good morning. Thanks for listening in. Phone lines open. Emails. You want to uh, text any one of those uh, if you would like. Uh, Ron in Meridian writes in, who's playing in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl? Hey, I'll field that one. That would be San Jose State and Eastern Michigan. There you go. Mountain West uh, team going to be coming Mm-hmm. Here, uh, I'm I'm sure uh, San Jose State will be saying burr <laughs> when they get here. Eastern Michigan, probably used to playing in this kind of weather. San Jose State, not so much. That's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. 
who will be able to acclimate better? Could come down to just who's the better team, who wants it more, all that and uh, more. But we have free tickets coming up here for you It'll come down to who morning. scores the most points, uh, undoubtedly. Yeah. Usually dependent on who's the better team and who wants it more. Maybe. I mean, we've seen we've seen times where the better team definitely didn't win. True. Usually when I'm betting on them. <laughs> That's probably a definite way uh, for you to make sure that that doesn't happen. Um, as we are, what is it? We are exactly... 10 days away from Christmas Eve. Today. True. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it's If you want a uh, brilliant and stupid idea for Christmas lights, now I know a lot of you already have your tree up. We've got our tree up. Haven't got it decorated yet. We started decorating. We're late this year. We're, we're late. Um, but we've got, every, we've got everything up. We've got our out lights, uh, outside lights up. We just have to uh, get finishing touches on everything. I think we're going to be finishing up the tree uh, by tonight. We've got cookie day coming up this weekend. If you're looking for some great holiday lights this year, uh, bush lights for the holiday. Um, these are bush lights as in the beer. They're Christmas lights shaped like beer cans, but instead of <laughs> hanging them <laughs> on your, your, only on your tree, you can hang them on your bushes outside. Um, each set of uh, string of lights has 150 flashing beer cans, and these are like regular-sized beer cans. And they come with a speaker that plays Bush Light's old jingle from the 80s. That would each, be interesting if I had any recollection of what that is. Each set is worth $150, but you can't buy them. You have to win them, and they're giving away 14 sets over the next uh, 14 days. You have to reply to one of their posts uh, about it on social media, explain why you deserve to win, and include the hashtag sweepstakes and letters to St. Louis. If you're uh, old school and don't know anything about technology, you can also write them an actual letter and send it to their headquarters. <laughs> Jolly. In Jolly old St. Louis. <laughs> Give us all some beer. Um, I saw these lights. I, now I want them. Now yep. I, would e- I would even buy them. They're so cool looking. A hundred and fifty dollar value, and you can get it. The only way you can get them is free. I have a funny feeling people will be getting them and selling them very soon for uh, one hundred and fifty dollars. Probably a lot more than that. Uh, putting them up on eBay or something uh, like that. KBY News Time six forty four. Time for another check on what's going on with sports this morning. It's brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuda. Don't forget, not only a great place to go for lunch, but it is also the KBOI Sweet Deal of the Week coming up this Friday. Um, I promise these are going to go really, really fast because there's a lot of people who uh, either have been there, know how great it is, or haven't been there and want to try it out. Pork Belly and Cuna Goes on Sales, our sweet deal coming up this Friday morning, 9 o'clock sharp. Just be ready to go to KBOI.com. Get your $50 gift certificate to Pork Belly for only $25. Good morning. Boise State hoops with a huge victory last night, 91-50 to over the New Orleans Privateers. It's a game that was never really close after about the eighth minute of the game. More on that with Coach Rice afterwards. The Maybe the thing that jumped out right off, right off the top was that 10-minute stretch to start the second half defensively. We just shut their water off. Our guys figured it out. We'd adjusted two things in, at halftime defensively to protect the rim a little better. Because they're quick downhill, and we gave up about eight or nine points of just letting them turn the corner. And they scored two points in about 11 minutes with, you know, with a great defensive effort. And then we capped that with great rebounding tonight, you know, uh, 46-22 on the glass. And that, that, that we made a step defensively or, or rebounding-wise tonight. And because and rebounding really, you know, it's not about your competition. It's not about, you know, we out-rebounded St. Louis, which was a great effort. 
and I thought it was a good rebounding game, not a great one. We have to become a great rebounding team for us to go where we want to go. Once again, Coach Leon Rice. Boise State with the victory improves to 9-2 and overall. They're now 4-1 and as well at home. I'm Rick Worthington. The night at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 657, it is 29 degrees in downtown Boise. On the way afternoons at the top of the hour, uh, going to be discussing a little bit more. Uh, yesterday was the one-month anniversary of the killings at the University of Idaho in Moscow and some of the stories uh, out of the th- what's happening up there with the investigation just getting more and more crazy. Uh, talk about doxing, harassment, and death threats that are happening now, all because of a psychic naming who they said is responsible for the deaths in the Moscow killings. And it has to do with a uh, Moscow teacher at the university. They consulted a psychic? They con- they didn't. Who did? The psychic just oh, did the psychic. it themselves. The psychic and volunteered posted, the information? Yeah, okay. They have like 90,000 followers, posted it online, and uh, now apparently people think, that is totally true because the psychic said, I know this for a fact. This is what happened. Once again, I want to say this is a psychic right who is saying they know what happened even though they've never been to moscow never interviewed anybody they just know that this has happened so the stories are just absolutely nutso it's hard to separate the the real uh, psychics from the fake ones um i i have yet to actually meet a, a real one I, I i have had a relationship um in the past and we've done psychic readings on a radio station sheila no Oh. Um, she was, uh, um, oh God, I forgot. I have to think of her name right off the top of my head. <laughs> um, and we had psychic readings on two different radio stations with her. She was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, just on some of the stuff she was able to do with me. However, they are not always right. And there's a reason for that. Yeah. Coming up also, we've got a $50 gift certificate to Costa Vida brought to you, brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, local company with the Global Network. Call 208-888-4128. Our question today, the first player ever drafted into the NFL never played a single game. Why was it that this first rounder never, a number one pick, never played a game in the NFL? There's a specific reason why. If you know the answer, stick around after eight. You can win. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 707, good morning, and thanks for listening in. Thanks for being a part of our show. Remember, you can always be more of a part of our show. Phone lines are open at 208 336 Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can also email chris at kboi.com and mike at kboi.com. Text messages, same as our main number, 208-336-3700. Those numbers, by the way, um, keep those in mind. Have a chance for you to win uh, tickets coming up to the Idaho, famous Idaho Potato Bowl coming up here next Tuesday. You want to get a chance to win those tickets, stick around. We'll give you a chance to win. Caller number six when we give you that cue to call um, sometime here within the next couple of hours. Be set and ready to win. Yesterday marked the uh, one-month anniversary since the uh, killings happened at the University of Idaho of the four students, and the police, which have been investigating, not a lot have been released. 
to the public so far. Um, there have been more released to some of the parents of the victims, and one of those victims, uh, one of the fathers, has been talking to a lot of the media. The rest of the the rest of the victims' family members not saying a whole lot. Um, play cut one here for us, would you? Steve Gonzalez acknowledged that the police weren't telling him a whole lot, but I guess he had maybe a combination of what he knew and a gut feeling as well, where he said that the deaths of his daughter and Madison Mogan did not match. He didn't elaborate, but here's what he said. Listen here. Their points of damage don't match. I'm just going to say it. it wasn't leaked to me. I earned that. I paid for that funeral. Sent my daughter to college to get an education. She came back in a box, and I can speak on that. Seems to get be getting more and more um, upset. Well, as yeah, the investigation I'm, goes on, can't really blame the guy. He called police cowards yesterday. That's right. He called the Moscow police cowards mm. for not releasing more information, even though the police have said the reason they don't le- release more information to the public is they don't want to hinder. Yeah, they don't want to tip off the person they're looking the investigation. For. Right. Yeah, um, I get it. As as a parent. You would just be beside yourself. Um, he's not doing anybody any favors, unfortunately. Um, investigators have discouraged spreading lies and speculation. That didn't stop when the victim's family begged for people to wait for the facts. Instead, it worsened. A recent example, a Texas woman um, who, through building her studying uh, tarot and psychic abilities, said she connect with, can connect with dead people or people who are still living and knows the truth of what happened early in the morning of November 13th. She uh, took to TikTok to make baseless claims that a University of Idaho faculty member enlisted the ex-boyfriend of one of the victims to do the killings. Really? The absolutely stupid and ridiculous thing she did is she included the name of the faculty member along with her email and phone number on her post, and she named the ex-boyfriend. That faculty member, who I'm not going to name because I don't want to see any more doxing or death threats, said she's torpedoing torpedoing my life. Yeah, sounds like it. And for no apparent reason. The Moscow Police Department warned Friday that harassment online or in person could lead to criminal charges. This is this is one criminal charge I think I would like to see filed against this person. Well, yeah, I mean you're uh, essentially uh, that, that slander. If you uh, claim that somebody committed a crime that they didn't, and uh, I mean, you know, why she would just release the names? I, yeah, you know what? If you want to say, "Hey, I know who did this. It's a faculty member," you know, go ahead. And go I'll be ahead. glad to tell the police yeah. when they ask yeah. me the name. Go, go ahead. You, you can do all that. The but, fact that you release the name, the email, and their address, you just put put that person's life in danger. Yeah, and you know, just in case you're wrong, don't. Investigators continue to urge people to refrain from spreading rumors and speculation online, saying that the police department is the only source of official information. This, of course, is what has got the father of one of the victims very upset because he wants more information released to the public. Yeah. Basically, what he's saying is, you know, after a month, I would expect you to know more than this. The psychic frequently uh, says that she does readings on murder cases, telling her viewers she can solve them. She said her gifts began three or four years ago 
and grew as she worked to refine them. When the psychic did her reading, she said she saw that it was a teacher who ordered the execution of those students. Too bad she didn't see why. The readings led her to a specific subject area, which she Googled on the department's webpage. The faculty member popped up first. The very first one that popped up, and the psychic said she immediately knew that that was the faculty member who was the killer. Mm-hmm. And the psychic got on TikTok and told her 90,000 followers that the faculty, faculty member's name. She ban, began accusing one of the victim's ex-boyfriends of being involved, naming that young man also. Faculty member said, it's been extremely difficult just to feel safe and to feel like my reputation hasn't been damaged. Faculty member said, many people have reported the post as harassment to TikTok. And TikTok has been utterly unresponsive in taking down the posts. After doxing online, the faculty member said that uh, they received threats. She had to buy security cameras. She stopped going to campus and creating safety plans at her children's school. Good grief. She hired an attorney and sent multiple cease and desist orders to the psychic, who continues to make the videos. The psychic told the spokesman review that she's not worried about legal action or ramifications of accusing two people with no evidence of murder because she said she knows she's right. Yeah. Uh, so she's not crazy at all? Apparently not. Not at all. Sounds like it. Now, <laughs> I guess, like like you said, it's like this is, this is definitely grounds to file suit and take every bit of money she possibly has because that's a libelous well, statement that she you made. Know, there are people out there who are just smart enough to act on this stuff, and I'm that's, sure they that's are. That's the unfortunate part. Yeah, she's she's receiving threats now because of a stupid thing a psychic said. And the only way that this psychic can, you know, save herself from, I guess, getting sued, anybody can sue anybody, but from losing that lawsuit, mm-hmm. is if it turns out to be correct. <laughs> That's the only way. It, it sounds a little far-fetched, right? Uh, well, But she says she knows she's right. That's why yes she's not worried about being sued. Yes and no, actually. It does sound far-fetched, but for some reason it doesn't sound that unusual. The, like I said, the, the craziest part, she's not worried about legal action or ramifications. Because she knows she's right. Because she knows she's right. Yeah. My question would be, have you ever been wrong in the history of your short psychic Psychic. career, which began four years ago? Have you ever been wrong? And if if, if you never have, please explain why you don't, you know, buy more lottery tickets. I know that's not, supposedly that's not how it works. That's a good question, right? (laughs) But you never hear that. You know, you never hear psychic wins lottery. 208-336-3700. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to email us, you can do that. We'll talk more about this coming up if you would like. Coming up after the bottom of the hour, we'll uh, talk about your money on the way with Jeremiah Bates here in a few minutes. Right now, though, let's get another check on what's going on with sports. Brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. Don't forget, place to go. They're open now. Breakfast, some of the most unique items you're going to find on a menu. Breakfast and lunch, seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 2 p.m., Pork Belly and Cuna. Good morning. Wide receiver Latrell Caples, one of 11 Texans on the Broncos football roster. He and the rest of the team arrived in Frisco, Texas on Tuesday, getting ready for the big bowl game coming up on Saturday. 
Caples was Boise State's top receiver this season with 45 catches for 462 yards. He shared the team lead in touchdown catches with Billy Bowens with four. He believes he can be even better next season. I feel like I should, I could have did more this season as a competitor that I am, but uh, being able to get your first starting year under your belt feels good, especially when you know you got time to improve and you can see areas where you can improve. So I'm gonna have like a good locked-in off season where I can focus on all the things I need to focus on, and it, it was a good season. Caples has also been the team's top punt returner. He's from nearby Lancaster, Texas, and will have 25 family and friends at the game. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. If you missed it last night, Boise State men's basketball team taking on the New Orleans Privateers. Boise State now 9-2 and and 4-1 and at home after they just thrashed the Privateers 91-50. to I'm Rick Worthington. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. All right, looking uh, after an update uh, yesterday on the stock market, looks like things are going to be flat as we uh, get ready to uh, open up here in about seven minutes. Uh, I think people are holding their breath collectively, waiting for the Fed announcement that's going to be coming later today on whether or not they're going to be raising interest rates 25%, 50%, 75%. The last three times it's been uh, 75, right? Yeah, 50 basis points, not percent, sorry. Jeremiah, what are you expecting today? Yeah, I'm fully anticipating the Federal Reserve to stick to the anticipated uh, interest rate hike of one half of 1%, so 50 basis points. I think that's the general consensus. I don't think the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell, they want to rattle anything. They don't really want to rattle markets or kind of rattle general sentiment right now. And obviously, after yesterday's cooler-than-expected November inflation reading, um, they really have more more reason to do so. Now, here's what the market's really going to be paying to paying attention to. I don't think it's going to be really around the announcement of the interest rate hike. It's going to be more so around what its future intentions are. So, what will be released today is what's known as the dot plot. It's where nineteen the nineteen FOMC members they essentially release their economic and interest rate forecast. The market's going to be really focused on how the Federal Reserve is going to approach the first half, second half of 2023 around how they're viewing the economy, how they're viewing unemployment. And depending on how tough uh, Jerome Powell's talk gets, he might tamper the market's enthusiasm. Maybe it just really comes down to how those comments are digested. So um, my take on my takeaway on this is expect a half a percentage point rate hike. That's essentially baked in by the markets. That was is expected. It's what I anticipate. But where things could uh, could get interesting is based on his, his comments and what questions are asked to Jerome Powell, how he how he answers those. I mean, how he says certain things and what he doesn't say. The market's really going to be trying to read between the lines to get an idea of, okay, how are they approaching things moving forward? Because we are seeing a trend of inflation going down. You got to remember, November's um, headline inflation reading of 7.1%. It was the smallest annual change that we've seen since December 2021. But on the flip side, that inflation number is still way above the Federal Reserve's 2% target. So once again, and and we've seen this um, over the last, I think, three times of the announcement of what the Fed is going to be doing. Um, You know, he pretty much stuck with what Wall Street was expecting. It was, however, the comments that he made afterwards that scared people 
and we could see more of the same later today, correct? It could. I mean, because at the end of the day, uh, the Federal Reserve, they, do, they don't really prefer to see the market really having such uh, drastic moves based on what the speculation is of where interest rates are going to go. So they actually came out a couple months ago and said, hey, we're actually going to remove our we're, we're going to do our best to remove, um, I guess, the 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 forward looking guidance. Right. So then you don't see these kind of movements or plays in the market. But the market's going to do that regardless. It's all, right. all the market's always forward looking and they're going to try to price this in and get ahead of it. So it's really going to come down his press conference and how he answers these questions and what his takeaways are. All right, Jeremiah, we'll find out what the stock market does here in a few minutes as they open get an update from you next hour and talk to you again tomorrow morning thanks gents broadcasting from the empire title studios we are news talk kboi 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your verizon wireless don't forget coming up this friday kboi sweet deal pork belly in cuna 50 dollars gift certificates for only $25 available for you, specialty uh, drinks, smoked coffee beans, amazing plant-based energy drinks uh, for you. Also, uh, be sure to try Napoleon's gravy along with JP's hashes. Uh, just absolutely delicious. There are some unique items on the menu, too. Don't forget that's a $50 gift certificate for only $25. KBOI, sweet deal of the week. Coming up this Friday morning at 9 o'clock. Now, you don't have to wait until Friday. If you want to go right now, there are some sweet deals uh, available for you. Uh, some of the sweet deals we had told you about um, are gone. The handheld games, which I thought would be fantastic, that was selling for $13, those are all gone. Um, there are some other great deals going on right now that would make great Christmas gifts. 18-karat white gold plated crystal heart drop necklace, $5.99. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. 15 bottles. If you have a wine drinker, um, 15 bottles of mixed wines, white and red wines, $84. That's only $5.60 per bottle that's almost as cheap as buying a bottle of water yeah in this day actually pretty close yeah (laughs) 15 mixed bottles of cabernet sauvignon 84 dollars um those are just some of the items that you can still get right now available and but like i said once they're gone they're gone if you want to take advantage of some of those great sweet deals you can do those right now you don't have to wait till friday they are on sale right now easy to do too just go to kboi.com click on the sweet deals link and take advantage the uh deal for the pork belly in cuna that's coming up Friday morning, once again at 9 o'clock. Those will go quickly. So whatever it takes to remind you, set your reminders on your phone, your clock, your Alexa, whatever, so that uh, you're reminded just before 9 o'clock to uh, go there, click on the Sweet Deals link, and take advantage of the Pork Belly $50 gift certificate for only $25. Download the 670KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Don't forget, we still have a chance for you to uh, pick up your free tickets. Want to go see some live football action coming up here next Tuesday on the Blue? Chance to do that. Famous Idaho Potato Bowl coming your way, and we have your tickets sometime within the next 90 minutes. Make sure you're uh, listening in. Be ready to call at 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, you can also call toll-free 1-800-529-5264 from wherever you might be listening. Um, if you want to participate in the show, those numbers, all good. Call in to us this morning. You can also email Mike at KBOI.com, Chris at KBOI.com. Text us, same as our main numbers. This uh, text in. Sorry, but if I follow Biden's interstate law acceptance of the Marriage Protection Act, Shouldn't I also be able to use recreational marijuana in Idaho because I moved here from another state that had legalized marijuana? Hmm. That, seems seems like you would should yeah, be able to. 
<laughs> if you uh, are following the laws of the state that uh, where you came from, and they do carry over to where you're moving, I suppose that that would figure. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think that's how the Marriage Protection Act uh, no, works. You can, but you can uh, you know you can move up here from Las Vegas, but uh, it's going to take you a while if you want to start a casino. Um, this one in from Keith says, does anybody find it strange that Sam Bankman-Fried was arrested just hours before congressional testimony on being the number two Democratic campaign donor? George Soros was the only person in the world who gave Democrats more money this year. The corruption is the DOG filing charges one day before he had agreed to testify under oath to Congress. No prosecutor who is not corrupt would have ever made this move. It's a dream of any prosecutor to get a suspect to testify on the record under oath before they even know what they're going to be charged with. Complete corruption in the DOJ just to protect Democrats who took his money. The timing is a little interesting, I have to admit. Why would you arrest the, him the day before he is the proof's a little due thin. to give testimony? Yeah. Which, which proof are you talking about? There's no proof. Of what? That's why I said it's a little thin. Uh, proof of what? That there's corruption. No, I didn't say it. corruption. Um, I, I find it a little strange that they would arrest him one day before he's due to testify under oath to right. Congress. Because anything he says while under oath can be used in a court of law when they with the charge of the fraud that he committed and this is being this is being called the biggest fraud on americans in history <laughs> can look back at all the times that there have been fraud what was the guy who bernie madoff bernie madoff i mean that was enron. a huge amount of fraud enron and this is being called the biggest fraud in history why wouldn't you allow him to testify tw- give him 24 hours testify <laughs> get him under oath for anything he might say that could help you in your court case. It's just, it seems a little weird. I'm not saying it is. It just, I, I agree with you. It seems a little strange that that wasn't allowed to happen. Now, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that the DOJ is corrupt because that happened. Maybe they have reasons, and we don't know what those reasons why he they didn't want him to testify. I don't know. Or it could just be a timing issue. It just, like I said, I agree. It seems a little weird. KBOI News Time, 745. It's going to uh, check on what's going on with sports once again. One final time with Rick Worthington, brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. Don't forget, if you've been dying to go to Pork Belly and Cuna and you want a great deal, uh, don't forget, Friday morning, KBOI Sweet Deal of the Week, $50 gift certificate for only 25 bucks. Go to KBOI.com Friday morning at 9 o'clock. Click on the Sweet Deal link to get your half-price deal. Good morning. I'm Rick Worthington. Well, let's look at Major League Baseball. Huge signing yesterday. Shortstop Carlos Correa and the San Francisco Giants are in an agreement on a 13-year, $350 million contract. That's a record-long deal that is the richest ever for the position and gives the team a franchise-type player around which they plan to build. The free agent path for Correa, who is now 28 years old, was far less a problem than last year when he entered the market in hopes of landing a $300 million-plus deal, but wound up signing a shorter-term deal with the Twins that included an opt-out after the first season, which apparently he did. Correa found a market that uh, was much better. Of course, $300 million for Trey Turner, $280 million for Xander Bogarts, 
far more to his liking, so he wound up with the second biggest deal behind Aaron Judge's nine-year, $360 million contract that he took down with the New York Yankees. So once again, Carlos Correa, now a San Francisco Giant with a 13-year deal and $350 million. I'm Rick Worthington. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. The Senate Banking Committee will hear from Kevin O'Leary, the Shark Tank investor and former FTX spokesperson, as well as Ben McKenzie, an actor and crypto skeptic who's been writing a book about fraud in the industry. Decrypt Editor-in-Chief Dan Roberts says regulation is expected to be the big topic. In the Senate hearing, you'll hear a lot about that. What it amounts to is a different question. I'm pretty cynical on uh, whether it'll actually immediately lead to something. We've been hearing about coming crypto regulation for years and years. Mike Dubusky, ABC News. Though he isn't testifying, Security and Exchange Commission Chair Gary Gensler is expected to be a major focus today over why the SEC wasn't watching FTX more closely. Decrypt Editor-in-Chief Dan Roberts. On the other hand, there's also been a popular take that the FTX collapse actually sort of vindicates how hard Gary Gensler has been on the industry. The committee will hear testimony from Shark Tank investor and former FTX spokesperson Kevin O'Leary, as well as actor and author Ben McKenzie. Mike Dubusky, ABC News. Kevin O'Leary apparently lost $15 million with the collapse of FTX. Good grave. My question to you, and I have nothing to do with any crypto. I'm not invested in crypto. I don't use Bitcoin. I don't use Ethereum, any of that stuff. Um, I've, I've never went, oh, you know, maybe I should just throw a thousand dollars in to see if I can do like some of these people and become overnight millionaires. I don't do that because it always, it always turns out that the right time to, to, uh, invest (laughs) a month before you invested (laughs) sometimes up to six months before. Yeah. My question for you, for those of you who are invested in this and, and I've had a conversation, um, with a few friends who are really into it and think it's going to be the next big thing over the next decade that, you know, eventually every, all Americans are going to be using some sort of digital currency instead of banking. And the reason why they like it so much is that there isn't federal oversight into it like there is the banking industry. Mm-hmm. So my question to you, for those people who do like it, do use it, and want to see this continuing, do you think it should have federal oversight? Just like it does, the just like the banking industry does now, to hopefully try and stop things like this, where Sam Bankman-Fried took billions of dollars and used it any way he wanted to use it. Now, I find it interesting that his defense was, I was going to put this money back... <laughs> That that's like robbing a bank and saying, "Hey, I just robbed mm-hmm. it for a short time. I was going to put all the money back." Yeah, I was. That's em- not a defense. I was embezzling, but I was betting on a sure thing. So, what's your problem? Yeah. Um. So, that that's my question. If you use it, would you like to see the federal government involved? Because that's the reason why a lot of people ab- absolutely love digital currency because it it's not able to have federal oversight as of right now. But you also lose the protection of the federal government when things like this happen. Is this just going to be the tip of the iceberg, or is this a a one-off? 208-336-3700. I'm just curious if 
you think that this is a good thing that maybe the federal government might look into this because this investigation is just getting underway. Um, Sam Bankman Freed was uh, extradited yesterday. He is in uh, prison right now, although he tried to get out because he has a he said a vegan diet and he has allergies that he has to take pills for daily. I just think it's interesting that uh, uh, they have in custody someone whose name is Freed. I find it interesting his name was Bankman. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All this stuff. Uh, Alex, we've got about uh, 30 seconds here. What do you think? Yeah, I think, I think we're at conflict, right? So you have the, the crypto folks who are very involved and, and enthusiasts. They, they want no regulation whatsoever, but they also think that this is going to be the next big thing. I, I just... I. I I am invested in crypto. I don't think it will be the next big thing. I, I don't think that bringing regulation, I think if you bring regulation to it, people are going, the people who are excited are going to be far less excited about it. Um, but I also don't think it can be the next big thing without regulation. So you're kind of at odds. Uh, I, I think that what we'll see is the banking system take the good pieces of crypto, use those for more efficiency, and leave the rest. All right. Thank you, Alex. Appreciate the thoughts. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to uh, email us, you can do that too. Chris at KBY.com. Mike at KBY.com. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 806, welcome to the 8 o'clock hour. Wondering how your money is doing ahead of the announcement on uh, whether the Fed is going to stick with uh, 50 basis points raise in uh, Fed rates later today. They'll make that announcement. Most people are saying that, yeah, they're going to stick with that 50 basis points, raising it up again, but uh, looking like the stock market, that's what it expects because the stock market is up 135 points Mm -hmm. as of right now after being up uh, yesterday. Consumer price index uh, jumped, and it it was interesting. If you were watching it, I don't know if you guys actually watched yesterday morning as the announcement was made that it came in less than expected. Stock market jumped about 900 points in a matter of seconds. Nine hundred. Uh, yeah, it went. It was down a couple hundred points, and then uh, the the uh, consumer price index um, numbers were announced, and it jumped uh, up over seven hundred points to the good from two hundred points down in just like literally less than five seconds. Mm-hmm. Now it ended up not being as good for the rest of the day, but it did uh, end up up, and it looks like it's going to be up uh, again today, at least until the announcement. So if the announcement is different than expected. Uh, for instance, if the uh, Fed decides, you know what, it looks like uh, we're starting to get control of inflation, so we're only going to raise it 25 basis points, you can see an increase uh, in the stock market even more. Um, if they go more than 50 basis points, uh, the opposite will happen. Uh, the other thing, and Jeremiah Bates said this an hour ago, pay attention not necessarily to the fact that he's raising rates, which is expected again, 50 basis points, pay attention to what he says afterwards if he has been like he has in the past and and said, um, this is going to be really painful over the next six months. (laughs) Expect the stock market to uh, tank once again. That's got to be weird uh, to know that uh, just a few words from you and the stock market could, you know, gain or lose a fortune. 
Well, and you, you've seen this even from people who aren't in charge. Look at what Elon Musk can do to stocks just by, you know, when he would tweet out something that he planned to do with Tesla. Yeah. Tesla stock would rise and fall, you know, big time just on things that he would say he was thinking about doing. Not even that he was going to do it. And unfortunately, he's been in trouble a couple of times because this is also called stock manipulation. <laughs> but when you have that many followers and you control, you know, a company like Tesla or now Twitter, yeah, you can manipulate the stock just by making one statement, whether it's true or not. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, keep those numbers in mind. Chance for you to get your tickets to uh, go to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. This is better than all the other potato bowls because this is the famous one going on. Eastern Michigan taking on San Jose State next Tuesday. Chance for you to win your free tickets coming up here sometime this hour. Be listening in for your cue to call in and win. We'll look for call number six when that happens. Don't call us now, but it'll come up later this hour. Email in, uh, no name on this one. Um, can you guys or anyone point out for me any interracial or homosexual couple that was denied anything in order to bring about the respect for marriage bill? Please keep in mind no, all bills not. are actually named the exact opposite it, um, of what they are intended to bring out. The only thing this bill will accomplish is to bring religious entities, churches, organizations, pastors, etc., into court to force them to either drop their godly beliefs, or face criminal persecution. This is all about removing religious freedom. Uh, the, the bill wasn't prompted by uh, actual cases of uh, discrimination. The, the bill was prompted by one of the Supreme Court justices indicating that uh, he'd be fine with taking another look at that. Just like Roe versus Wade. That's, they're afraid of, of what the Supreme Court could do because of what the Supreme Court did so in gonna, Roe v. Wade. Basically going to try to head that off. Yeah. So what this does is it codifies marriages throughout the state. So even if they come and, and the Supreme Court rules, and I don't remember the exact case that they would rule against, I can't remember the name of the case, and says they overturn that case and say, no, you, you know, there is no protection for gay marriage across the country, even if that does now happen in the Supreme Court sometime in the future, does that, that would mean that everybody who already has marriages is already married and states that already allow gay marriage can still allow that even if the court overturns that case. So this is this is protection going on into the future against that. The Supreme mm-hmm. Court can do nothing to stop those particular cases. So Chris Chris is exactly right. There wasn't, you know, any necessarily one case or group of cases or anything that that caused the Respect for Marriage Act to be passed in Congress signed by Biden yesterday. Right. It was all because of what the Supreme Court could possibly might possibly do sometime in the future. Now, even if they do it, it doesn't matter. John writes in and says, uh, there, there might be some, uh, <clears throat> there might be some uh, errors in here. I'm not sure. It says, folks, KK's buying LOL. Crypto is only for fools. It's the modern day Ponzi scheme for millennials, generation X, Y, Z, etc. Also, I'm starting cryptocurrency called uh 
feed Madoff with your money or my piggy bank for short. I think Bertie Madoff died years ago. It's true, he did. Um, another, uh, this is a text question coming in. It says, my question is, what is a Bitcoin? It has no physical presence. You can get it by mining air. So how can it have any value? Well, it, anything, like anything, it has the value that people place on it. And they uh, they place the value on it because they, you know, they, it, it can be used to buy real things. The hope of sometime in the future that you could buy more real things. Now that right. real things that you can buy extremely limited. I, I, I have the same question for you. I, I personally don't get it. Not something that I would invest in. But the reason that I wouldn't invest in it, um, because I don't know anything about it. Yeah. And I don't want to invest in anything I don't know S- about. Somebody told me a long time ago, never invest in any company. And I think this means any concept as well. Never invest in anything that takes more than one sentence to explain. (laughs) 208-336-3700-pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Stick around. We've got a $50 gift to big at Costa Vida. Could be yours. Coming up next with the Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. We'll get to that after Bronco Sports today. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, a local company with the Global Network. Call today at 208-888-4128 for all your real estate needs. Our question today, got a $50 Costa Vida gift certificate up for grabs. Tyler is going to get first crack at that. Tyler, the very first player ever drafted into the NFL in the very first player's draft, never, ever played a game. There was a specific reason, though. One specific reason. And you have to be specific also. Why was it that the first ever number one pick never played a game in the NFL? After having his rights traded to the Chicago Bears, he asked for $25,000 for two years, and they thought that was too much. That is correct. He asked for too much money, and they refused to pay him that much, so he never played a single down in the NFL. And that was uh, Jay Burwanger. Yep, he was originally he was, drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles. Right, he was the very first Heisman Trophy winner out of the University of Chicago, who used to have football back then. And then he, you know, people just thought it was kind of natural he'd end up playing for the Chicago Bears, but he didn't. No, nope. I guess he figured he could make more money elsewhere. <laughs> I, I think he did, if I remember correctly. I, I think he went on to have a very successful career. Um, yeah. It, <laughs> It's amazing to sit there and see what players are paid now in the NFL to think at one time you couldn't even get $25,000 for two years. Yeah, which is what? I mean, it's 12 and a half a year. Yeah. <laughs> Granted, this was way back in 1936, but still. Hang on the line. We'll get some uh, info from you. Don't forget, we've got those $50 gift certificates to give away all this week at Costa Vida, so you didn't have a chance to win today. Still have a chance to win coming up. Uh, don't forget. uh well, some- he, uh he made plastic car parts, and he made, yeah, a lot of money. A lot of money. Um, stick around. Still on the way for you. Uh, we have the tickets coming up next week. Eastern Michigan taking on San Jose State in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, played here in Boise, coming up on Tuesday. Your chance to go absolutely free. Still coming up. Lock in that speed dial at 208-336-3700.
Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 837, thanks for listening in. Remember, you can always be a big part of the show by calling us at 208-336-3700. Toll free from wherever you might be listening at one 800 529 Email chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. You can also text us, same as our main number. Don't forget this Saturday, Boise State Broncos wrapping up the season in Frisco, Texas, when they take on North Texas in the Frisco Bowl. Bronco game day. Mark it down. Remember it. Rick Worthington, Richie Bronco. Start your day at 2 o'clock. Bronco tailgate then at 4 with Bob Beeler and Pete Cavender. You have your pregame at 6, followed by all the Frisco Bowl action at 7 o'clock on your flagship for Boise State football. Right here, News Talk KBOI, final game of the year. And you can hear all the action, all the info, everything as you have all season long as Boise State, Boise State tries to get to 10 wins. Well, if you remember back, fourth week of the season, there was no way in the world I ever thought Boise State was going to have a chance to get the 10 wins. And so, yet. And yet, here we are. Mm-hmm. Win this game, and they will be 10-4 uh, and four on the year. Uh, pretty amazing when you uh, consider where Boise State started this year. Yeah. Um, taking your emails uh, once again this morning, um, talking earlier, we, we had talked about saying, Sam... Uh, Bankman freed, being arrested <laughs> and extradited. And, and despite being freed, he is in is, custody. He is in custody as of right now. Um, and talking about digital currency this morning, um, no name on this e- email, and with good reason, because this person knows that they would sound stupid, so they don't want their name out there is what I personally think. says, once again, you guys are stumping for the WEF, World Economic Forum, again. You push the need for government regulation over crypto, or better yet, you just push a government crypto and put everyone in it. Cashless digital money will help end things like drug cartels. No, it won't. It will be safe and insured. No, it won't. Who wouldn't want convenience? (laughs) Clearly, it wasn't safe and insured. That's why the guy's in trouble. Everyone, until the WEF turns on our ESG program and decides who will or who won't have access to their electronic money because they haven't bent the knee to the correct political ideas, freedom, once again, will be done away with. Yeah, that, that's kind of the another dumb email. You, you, you write in and you claim that Chris and I are being paid by the WEF to push their agendas. We did not push that agenda this morning. We ask a question. That's all we ask. We ask mm-hmm. if you are a person who uses digital currency because of what happened with FTX and its loss of $8 billion, would you like to see cryptocurrencies be regulated by the government? That's all we ask. Didn't say they should be. Didn't say that it's on the way and we should look into it. Just ask the question to help so that you wouldn't be uh, a loser and like like I'll Kevin ask, McCleary. I'll ask the same question. Kevin Leary, rather, I'll lost $15 same, million. Dollars. Same question I asked last week about the uh, WEF, the World Economic Forum. They've been in existence for 50 years. What are they waiting for? I mean, apparently they're going to take over everything, but is it uh, going to happen like in the fourth or fifth generation of members? I know what I'm waiting for. I still haven't got my paycheck, so I'm not going to push, you know, WEF until I get my actual paycheck to push the WEF like this idiot claims that we're doing. Um, Johnny writes in, 
although Bankman Freed denotes mostly to de- donates rather uh, mostly to Democrats uh, political groups. He was not the largest donor to the Democratic Party in the midterm election this year. No, he was the second largest Democratic donor. We said that according to data from the Federal Election Commission, $39.7 million of his money went to Democrats. No, it didn't. $39.7 million of other people's money went to Democrats who had no one to donate to Democrats, who didn't okay that they were donating to Democrats, who didn't okay that their money was to be used for anything other than their investment. That was the problem. That's why he was arrested. It was fraud. He was taking other people's money and spending it however he wished. George Soros, whose $129 million dwarfed Bankman Freed, was the largest Democratic donor. We said that. Bankman Freed said his goal was to do his political donations in a bipartisan way. But in this cycle, he had given just 10% to Republican causes. This level of money flying to both parties, $1.5 billion to Democrats, $1.2 billion to the GOP in a single election year, is a solid argument for publicly financed elections as a way to stop the current buy-your-way, buy-your-legislator system, which ensures rules by the wealthy, also known as plurocracy. That's from Johnny. Plutocracy. Or plutocracy, yeah. sorry. sorry. Plutocracy. That's from Johnny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's the problem is if if... Sam Bankman-Fried wanted to donate $39 million of his own money. Fine. But that's not what he did. He donated other people's money who did not give him permission to take their money and donate to Democrats. Mm-hmm. That's what he did. That's why he was arrested. That's why, that is completely illegal. Completely different. Let's see. Uh, this one's not signed, but it says, Could I go into the store and buy a can of soda with a Bitcoin? If so, how does that work? Do I pay the amount of the soda or do I pay the amount Bitcoin says it's worth? Who pays the difference if there is one? This is not confusing at all, but I also used to think nobody is going to type www.anything either, but I was wrong about that. Uh, You used to be able to, a long time ago, go into a store and buy a can of soda for a nickel. You can't anymore because uh, money is, is worth different amounts throughout history and that's based on what it'll buy you like for instance uh what they used to call the six dollar cheeseburger they were making fun of it because they sold it for three bucks but in the in the big restaurants it was six dollars well their own cheeseburger is eight bucks now so they don't even advertise the six dollars <laughs> in the restaurant it's 20 <laughs> yeah in the, in the restaurant it's it's about 20 bucks for uh, a burger and fries therefore Your dollar doesn't buy you nearly as much as it used to. It is therefore not worth as much. Now, crypto works the same way. It's going to be worth different amounts at different times. Uh, But, uh, no, you you can't right now go into a store and buy something with uh, Bitcoin. On the other hand, you can still buy things with credit cards, with checks, uh, with regular cash. There are all sorts of different ways to do it. There's Apple Pay now. Uh, it's it's evolving. It's it's getting to where there will be, uh, th- there will be uh, probably more ways to pay. I and I could be wrong here. Like I said, I I don't know a lot about digital currency, but maybe somebody could uh, call us up and let us know. Um, I know there are places where you can use Bitcoin. Well, there have been large transactions. There there used to, and I think there are some here in the Treasure Valley where you can buy a car at some dealerships with Bitcoin. I don't know if that's still true, but I know that there were announced here well, and, a year or two ago that, how hey, works, they were going to start taking Bitcoin as payment. How it works for, for instance, the car dealership in this case 
is tomorrow if the Bitcoin, uh, you know, all of a sudden loses half its value, then they have half as much money. Look at the people in the NFL who decided to take their payments in Bitcoin or half their payments in Bitcoin for a while. They looked like geniuses because they signed, you know, a hundred million dollar contract when uh, Bitcoin was selling for eight thousand mm-hmm. dollars and then Bitcoin went up to sixty thousand dollars of Bitcoin and they looked brilliant. Um, the people who signed their contract when Bitcoin was selling for fifty, sixty thousand uh, dollars a Bitcoin, and now that Bitcoin is yeah. worth seventeen thousand dollars, they don't look as brilliant. they don't look quite as brilliant. Buy low, sell high—that's what you're supposed to do. Or, as I pointed out in the case of uh, legal marijuana, buy low and sell really high. I am curious if anybody's listening this morning that does use Bitcoin, Ethereum, or any of the others. Um, is there a place? Or places here in the Treasure Valley where you can actually use your Bitcoin to buy things specifically. Do you know? Have you used it before? I'm I'm just curious. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. I know. Um, I noticed this the other day when I uh, paid through Venmo. That Venmo now has a way that you can invest on through Venmo into any one of the digital currencies if you wish and you don't you don't have to buy spend seventeen thousand dollars to buy one bitcoin you can actually pay it you know and buy parts of bitcoin at like 10 cents a piece until you get a full bitcoin if you want to invest you know who takes bitcoin who's that charities charities take bitcoin i did not know that you can transfer bitcoin over to charities and, and they will uh they will take it they love it and that's here in the treasure valley Overstock.com takes Bitcoin. Yeah, I figured there would be some online stores. Microsoft takes it for various things. Any place here in the Treasure Valley, are there stores or locations here in the Treasure Valley? Is there a charity here in the Treasure Valley that accepts Bitcoins? If you know, love to find out. Pass that along. In in Prague, in uh, the Czech Republic, there is... uh, a coffee shop that only accepts Bitcoin. Well, that'll come in handy next time I go to Prague. Yeah. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Take a break. One final check on traffic and weather. For your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 854. Congratulations going out to Darren Williams. Darren was calling number six, picked himself up a pair of tickets to go to the game next Tuesday. Famous Idaho Potato Bowl, Eastern Michigan taking on San Jose State. You didn't win. Don't worry. We got more chances for you. As a matter of fact, you want to listen in this afternoon with Nate Shellman. He'll have another pair of tickets to give away. We have tickets to give away, of course, coming up here tomorrow and Friday. Also, for your chance to go see that uh, game, final game on the blue this year. Um, once again, happening next Tuesday, famous Idaho Potato Bowl. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless, taking your phone calls and emails. Phone lines are back open again after uh, clearing from our contest. You can also email us, uh, mike at kboi.com, chris at kboi.com. Um, uh, once again, no name writes in again because they don't want to look stupid. says, you did it again. You repeatedly say that I say you're receiving a pay- paycheck from WEF. I never said that and I will never say that. You need to not say that again. You, I am sure, are not making a dime for pushing their agenda. Not only am I not making a dime, I'm not even pushing their agenda. Useful idiots are just that. And no, I'm not calling you an idiot. It's just a phrase. That's funny. It sounds like you're calling me that. Um, 
Well, as often as he mentions them, I'm, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he's making a little money off of them. <laughs> you cannot tell me there isn't a list of topics that you and Chris aren't allowed to discuss unless yes, your callers do it first. We have said this over and <laughs> we, over. We can definitely tell you that. There's no list. There has never been anything. And I'll, I, in, in January, I will have been here four years. Chris has been here, what, 17 years? 21. 21 years yeah. on this show. And I can say for the four years that I have been here, I have never had anybody from my company say, you can't talk about this. We don't want you to mention this. We don't, please don't talk about this story. Nope. I haven't Not had, I haven't, one time. I haven't had it in 21 years either. Dan Bongino, he goes on to write, went missing for a time because he refused to bend the D. No, he didn't. He was not taken off the air. He threatened to quit. Mm-hmm. He threatened to quit because... Well, they told him he had to get a shot. Well, he did get a shot. He threatened to quit because others were told to get a shot, even though he did get a shot. Mm. So he got a shot for for COVID. He threatened to quit. He didn't, obviously, because it would have cost him a lot of money because he had a contract. But he was never, ever taken off the air. He was never told he can't talk about it, because guess what? He still talks about it today. Well, I mean, not today as in today's show, but he has talked about it many times this year. So even Dan Bongino, if you think that, you know, <laughs> he, he refused to bend the knee so he was in trouble, he he still talks about it. So obviously he hasn't even, been told he can't talk about if it. If we wanted to, we could even do a show called uh, uh, cop- Topics We Shouldn't Talk About. We could. And guess what? We wouldn't get an email from any of our bosses saying, no, the, you're do, I hear you're doing a show on yeah. topics you shouldn't talk about. You can't talk about these topics. That's not absolutely 100% false. We can talk about swear words. But we just can't use them. Yeah, but that's not because any of our bosses say you can't say these swear words. Because the FCC says it. FCC That's would, the U.S. government. Yeah, well, it would find us about 200. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. send around a memo requesting the full participation of the police department. The Boise City Council recently approving half a million dollar contract for the work after a retired captain was found to have white nationalist ties. City Council member Lisa Sanchez worries racism may be a widespread problem, saying she's seen issues with the city's HR since becoming the only council member of color. The investigative lead says he'll talk to her more. The Boise Police Department this year, just with all the stories coming out, just seems to be a mess. We talked about this earlier this morning. I mean, at the very least, they have a PR problem. (laughs) Uh, That part's true. You have uh, the former Boise police chief who was asked to resign earlier this year. Now, asked to resign apparently months after... He was basically, the the mayor's office was told that he should be put on paid administrative leave, and the mayor decided not to do that and And didn't do so until a story by KTVB was released, and the next day placed him on administrative leave. Yeah, the the guy that was fired from the uh, uh, office of uh, police Police accountability, Accountability, uh, HARA, yeah, he he had told the mayor about this a long time ago. Yeah, and, and... 
Jesus uh, Hara. Is it Hara or Jara? They're saying Hara on television, okay. so I just say Hara. As well. um, Jesus Hara was placed on administrative leave December 2nd, fired on December 9th. He was the one that back in April suggested that the police chief be put on administrative leave for things that were being charges against him in uh, a couple of cases. So now, former Office of Police Accountability on Monday filed a suit against the uh, Boise Police Department. This is just one of many suits that have been filed over the last couple of months. Boise City Council voted to remove Hara because he was allegedly conducting unauthorized random body camera video checks on Boise police officers. Which, again, is a strange reason to get rid of him because uh, apparently in the rules for his office, it says that he has unlimited access to uh, anything that he sees fit. Right. So that seems a little weird because, as as you just mentioned, and I, I agree too, it's like, okay, isn't part of his job to oversee some of those now granted he's he's been accused of viewing i think like 8000 different videos i don't know the reasons why is that illegal is that something he shouldn't be doing but i thought that was a part of his job maybe i'm wrong it's not illegal on may 6th the suit says uh that he had been emailed yara had been me- emailed to tell him that lee did not violate any policies yara uh was told a third party had investigated the complaints, but that he was never provided with a copy of any findings or summaries provided by such entity, and it is unknown whether any formal investigation was actually conducted. Given the serious nature of allegations raised by the complaining officers, it's unclear how the city of Boise would have conducted no violations of law or policy occurring without further investigation, the lawsuit said. This is a lawsuit that uh, Hara filed on Monday. Right. Once the investigation into Lee was over, Hara said in the suit that the city began implementing procedures that restricted Boise Police Department employees' abilities to report violations of rules and laws regarding their command staff. On June 21st, the suit says Hara received an email from uh, Washburn ordering the OPA to not accept or investigate complaints from city employees, including Boise Police Department officers, regarding worse workplace conditions. The lawsuit claims this is a violation of the city ordinance, which states no person shall attempt to unduly influence or undermine the independence of the director of any employee of the Office of Police Accountability in the performance of duties. If this were true, at the very least, this would seem to be illegal mm-hmm. to order him not, because that is, once again, isn't yeah, that his it, job? You, it, it's, it sort of gives an attitude of shoot the messenger, which mm-hmm. never should be the case. So this will be a uh, suit that uh, we'll be looking at. According to obtained emails by police union leadership dated December 2nd, the city was accusing Hara of watching body camera footage live, which he told city leadership in a prior meeting that he could not do. However, he did acknowledge that he could randomly audit recorded video, which the lawsuit does confirm. The other thing that they have going on here is the investigation uh, on whether or not there is racism within the Boise Police Department. Like I said, at the very least, this is not a, a good PR year for the Boise Police Department, um, unfortunately. The interesting thing about this is this investigation is underway now. They hope to have the investigation finished by, I think they said, uh, next, the end of next year. So you're talking an entire year of investigation, half a million dollars. My question is this. Are there going to be any police officers 
who will help with this if they knew for a fact that there was racism going on within the Boise Police Department. And the depends, reason, you know, here's, here's the reason a lot, I of, a lot of police wouldn't turn in another policeman for anything. Well, I'm not, I'm not talking about the turning in police. I, I, I don't mean it in that way. Here's the reason why I ask this. Because if you knew for a fact that there was racism going on in the police department, aren't you then putting yourself at risk because you knew racism was going on within the police department and you didn't expose it, you didn't report it, you didn't do anything to stop it? You know, I, aren't, I think, aren't you? Aren't you? I think to a degree, yes. Uh, people are called heroes all the time for you know exposing a problem, uh, and then somebody usually points out that well, you seem to have you know been okay with this the last seven years. So that's my question: Who, who, what police officer? And I'm not talking about you know police protecting their own, like you've heard done in the past, strictly protecting yourself. Why would you throw yourself under the bus if you knew this was going on and you did nothing to stop it? Because you're risking your pension, your job. I'm not saying it's right or anything, but I just wonder with this investigation how much they're going to get, how, how much help they're going to get within the Boise Police Department. Good question. I don't know. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just throwing that out there. And maybe there is nothing to find. I mean, as of right now, they're just investigating to find out if right. there was racial tendencies happening within the Boise Police Department. So far, nobody has come forward and well, said, and hey, the, the Boise Police Department is racist. We need to investigate. From at least a couple of comments, I get the feeling that uh, there wasn't much going on because the comments were when uh, it was brought forth that this, this, this uh, when it was made public that this, this previous uh, Boise policeman had accepted an invitation to speak at basically a white nationalist convention, mm-hmm. there were two or three comments of people who knew him that said, I did not think he would do something like that. So apparently it's, it, he must not have been having those, those conversations with those people. Right. And I mean, it begs the question. I, I, I think all of us can agree that racism is repugnant. It's horrible. Shouldn't happen especially in places like a police department. I don't care if it's Boise Police Department or anywhere. It shouldn't be happening. But is it? would it be reasons to be fired because just the fact that you think that way? Once again, I'm just asking the question. I don't know if it's something that never enters your realm of how you do your job. Thinking, no. Talking, yes. Yeah. you know how would you how would you prove somebody thought that way unless they talked that way or acted in that way, right? And this person, by the way, when all this was found out, no longer a member of the Boise Police Department. Stephen Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning. You know, I was just talking to your call screener, and uh, don't we have a right to think our, the way we want? Yeah. Isn't that uh, freedom of association, freedom of thought, mm-hmm. freedom of speech? Yeah. Well, y- you, you don't know, have, you, you don't, uh, you, you, you do have responsibilities, though, for what you say. You have freedom of speech, but if you say something that other people don't like, you're going to be called on it. Of course, there are consequences to, to what we say. And, you know, it just seems to me like I listened to this uh, city councilman. Lisa Sanchez, and she talks about being a woman of color. I don't care. You know, she's she's a city council person. 
but it, it's almost like they're trying to stir the pot and say, uh, I know about these things because I am this way. Well, I mean, you know, we all go through life with issues, uh, you know, and, and when, when somebody's a woman and they're a, a female and they talk about it on the news, it's like they're trying to label them. Well, it really doesn't matter to me if, if, some, if a woman is a mayor or a man is a mayor. It doesn't really matter. But to, to stir the pot and throw that in there and then set the mind of everybody that you're talking to when you say something and, and stir the pot, it, it's almost like they're trying to, uh, I don't know, stir the pot. I don't know that no, they. I, I don't necessarily know that they want to stir the pot so much as is. Well, they they would. They, they would just like to. They, they would just like to change the society a little bit so that people are more understanding and polite to each other. Well, and and I I understand women think different than men, and so when somebody you know I I can usually tell that they're a woman by their voice, and so you know that that just sets me to a point where. You know what? I don't want to use construction language around them. I want them to be protected from any bad words. And if you're in, you know, you're out in a crew and, and you, you know, you get a bunch of coarse talking construction workers, uh, do you want to sit there and, and not fit in? Or, you know, there's there's just a lot of stuff that goes on. But <laughs> Believe me, keep... it wouldn't be the first time I sat there and not fit in. <laughs> Well, and, and you know, I, I was a construction worker for a lot of years, so I've heard a lot of words, and I know a lot of things. I got, and, I got to say, you me. know, um, I'm not a construction worker. I am a guy, though, and uh, my wife would fit into well, a, a construction. My wife would fit, fit into a construction working place way better than I would sometimes. Just with her, well, and sometimes just with her language. You, go, you hear, you hear some of the language in the women's uh, ladies' room too. And you know, I mean, they're not immune from it. Don't don't get me wrong, but I I do try yes, not to use certain words around it, women. That's but it, just the way it is. It could yeah. be males, females, older people, children. There are some people who just express their thoughts more colorfully than others. Steve, we're up against the break. Thank you, uh, break. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a quick break here. More of your phone calls and emails. If you're on the phone right now, stay right where you're at. I promise we'll get to you coming up next. Still have a couple lines open if you want to get through with your thoughts. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 922, good morning. Thanks for listening in. Remember, you can be a part of the show by calling us, emailing us, texting us. Robin writes in an email, Mike and Chris at KBOI.com, says, uh, Hi, Mike and Chris, your last caller is a true and almost extinct gentleman. I appreciate his courtesy for the fair sex, so to speak. However, I have heard women cuss like a sailor many, many, many times. Yeah, me too. I myself have fallen victim to the occasional four-letter expletive after a few cabs. Happy Wednesday. That's from Robin. I'm, I'm guessing when she says a few cabs, it's not cab rides. It's a few uh, cab, as in wine. Would be my guess. Oh, like Cabernets. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that would that would be my guess. I'm I didn't just, get that until you started to explain it. Just reading into it. Paul and Nampa, thanks for hanging on. Uh, you're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning to you. Morning. I, I think that the police and the police department don't have to worry about being defunded. I think it's going on systematically by the mayor, who demands transparency. But two and a half months ago, she wouldn't even give 
a partial transparency um, answer to a question about what was going on between her and the chief of police at that time. And I, I think it's just a little rich on her part to be to be asking that the DOJ get invited into Boise to nitpick every single thing that's going on and to look under every single rock for a white nationalist. I think it's just a little bit too much to ask for. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to play a little devil's advocate here. You know, she gets basically complained about because she wasn't more forthcoming with what was going on with the uh, Boise police chief, Ryan, at the time. Uh, I think, you know, now she kind of has to, doesn't she? Because of, you know, the criticism that she got that she wasn't forthcoming. So now she has to be forthcoming, doesn't she? Even more so than maybe she would normally. Don't we have an attorney general of the state of Idaho to do that? But here, here's the thing. Boise Police Department falls under her purview. I mean, she's she's in charge. She gets to hire. She gets to fire. Boise Police Chief, you know, she gets to pick her person, and and Chief Ryan was her person. Yeah. And how long did it take for this to start to unwind and unravel? Well, uh, according, according to a lot of people, too long. Yeah. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Every every stone in, in the city of Boise to see if there's a white nationalist there because the chief of police happens to have a different view on what he has a view on. Thank you for the call, Paul. Appreciate it. Uh, Steve in Arizona. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hey, I just find it mind-boggling that... They're going to spend half a million dollars, half a million dollars. And I've held a half a million dollars in my hand, so it's a lot of money. Uh, for what? Why couldn't they just have a drop? Give that to the homeless or give it to St. Jude's if you got 500000 to throw away to investigate something as stupid as this. Of course you're going to have racists in any amount of people. But of course it's such a small, small percentage because most human beings are good people and they're not racist, they're not fascist and they want to, they take good care of themselves and their neighbors so spending this money is crazy, they could have a drop box where you could go nobody would know who you were, you could put what you know in a drop box and you could pay somebody $40,000 to investigate things I think the mayor is way out of bounds on hiring somebody from your east coast of America to come to your state and investigate her law officers. That's crazy. But wouldn't you want somebody from out of town that has nothing to do with the Boise Police Department in any way, shape, or form to be investigating? If there is, you know, like now, I know it doesn't sound like you want an investigation, but if there is... Doesn't it seem like it's above board to say, we're going to make sure that nobody has any ties to the mayor's office, nobody has any ties to the Boise Police Department? I mean, how many times in your life have you heard, we did an in-house investigation and didn't find any irregularity? There's claims that that happened d- here. D- despite the 30 complaints. But do, you, but do you have to pay somebody half a million dollars? You can go across the border to Montana, go across the border to Oregon, to Washington, and find somebody that'll do it for a lot less. The the mayor, I you guys don't realize how much money that is, and oh no, I do. I'm, I mean, good grief, I'm barely going to make that much this year. And they could buy six more squad cars for that money. 
That's that's insane. It's just insane. And 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 nothing's going to come of it. Absolutely nothing is going to come of it. Well, I guess I guess it's we'll wait and we'll wait and see if something does or doesn't come from it. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. 208-336-3700. Bounce 670 on your Verizon wireless. A lot of people don't know here we get paid by the word. <laughs> I, I guess, I mean, part of what he said is, is true because there was an internal ve- investigation. According to the Office of Police Accountability Director who was fired, he said that there, they told him that there was an investigation and there was nothing to be found. And he is saying, wait, I they didn't show me anything to prove that there was an investigation. Yeah. Show me the, where they didn't find anything, how it was investigated. That's part of his claims in, in his suit. So, I mean, in my way of thinking, I don't want anybody having to do, I don't want this to be an internal investigation. Let's get to the bottom of it one way or the other. So then at least at the end, you can't say, well, you know, the reason they didn't find anything because this was an internal investigation and police protect their own, right? Yeah. Yeah. 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. The case leader asking interim Boise Police Chief Ron Weiniger to send around a memo requesting the full participation of the police department. The Boise City Council recently approving half a million dollar contract for the work after a retired captain was found to have white nationalist ties. City Council member Lisa Sanchez worries racism may be a widespread problem, saying she's seen issues with the city's HR since becoming the only council member of color. The investigative lead says he'll talk to her more. 208 336 3700. Hound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, an investigation has begun. Outside entity, the East Coast, half a million dollars. I guess the good news is uh, it's a half a million dollars. That's the max. All right. Now, we don't know if, if it will be a half million dollars, but that's how much has been budgeted for it. And the agreement says that there will be no more than half a million dollars spent. I think that was smart. So if it turns out they're halfway through it, they just stop. I I guess. Can you um, withhold money if they only get halfway halfway through the investigation? They said, by the way, the investigation, which is already underway, should wrap up sometime by the end of next year. Instant message from Jaime. He says, your listeners are lucky to be in the majority in Idaho. They don't see racism, don't experience it, don't think it's a thing because they are white. Until you are the only brown person in the room or the only white person in town, of course, you won't experience it, which is great. You are blessed. But don't dismiss it or gaslight me because I have experienced it. I just caught called a, okay, I probably shouldn't say this, but it's a word that usually is followed by and span. In uh, traffic a couple of weeks ago, it happens if you don't want to be the solution, okay, but don't deny the uh, problem john and boise good morning you're on news talk kbi good morning hey guys um hope everything's going well ready for christmas i am so angry after watching the news last night uh number one is mcquain the top rat there in the city council bringing uh, a suit or basically hiring people to come over and investigate our police department if she felt that there was, or she feels that there's some kind of issue. We have a new attorney general coming in that was voted in 
by the public, provided trust by the public, by our citizens, to investigate just those type of things if needed. He goes to invite the bigger rat into the into the rat's nest there at city council. I cannot believe it. And then Sanchez has the gall to say that Idaho, or not Idaho, Boise, I hope this wakes up all of you Boise or uh, city Boise residents like it did me, was founded in racism. What? Who is this lady? Now, I'm, granted, 30-year cop. I've seen racism before, and I know what it looks like, and I know how it's easily stamped out by changing the culture of the department. So, so if that's the case, and I don't believe it is, but McLean can't handle that job, if she can't handle the job, she needs to retire. If she can't figure it out without being it, bringing, bringing Big Brother in, what the heck? Now, John, were you, uh, I, I hate to put you on the spot, were you a member of the Boise Police Department? No, no, I wasn't. Okay. But I was in law enforcement where there was plenty of racism myself. And after a few quick uh, uh, demotions or firings, it was easily rooted out. And it can be. And uh, good leadership. Oh, by the way, what about her choice to bring in Lee, who is a complete failure? Yeah, that, that, was, know, that, that was her personal pick. On, yeah, a lot of this falls on her. And it may have preceded Lee, but if she can't pick the right person from Portland to come over and stamp out racism, what the hell kind of job is she doing? Question anyway, for you, John, on, on, on something I asked a little bit earlier this morning. It was just a question I asked, and I'm asking you now because you have been a uh, police officer uh, before. Uh, my question I asked earlier this morning about this investigation is, is, uh, is there going to be any cooperation from current Boise police officers to come forward and say, oh, yeah, I knew that there, this person was a racist or he did these things that were racist at the time? And the only reason I asked that is because if you come forward and say, yeah, I knew that there was racism going on, but didn't say anything about it, aren't you then throwing your job out the window, your pension, putting it on the line, because you didn't come forward and knew about it? Not necessarily. It's the supervisor's job to identify and root this stuff out. And I think most of our boys in blue down at uh, City, in in the city department, will be more than open. Sure, they may not want. They may want to protect some of their close friends, but in the end, it's the internal culture of the agency that needs to change. And that start. I don't mean it needs to change. I don't know if there is racism. Right, right. There may be some racism there, but that doesn't mean that there. It's it's rampant through the department. But that starts with the proper pick of the proper police chief, and McLean has failed. Failed, failed, failed. And until the, the residents of city of Boise figure that out and vote her butt out and maybe get rid of Sanchez while they're at it, and then they can go work in Portland somewhere. All right. Thanks for the call. Thanks for the thoughts, John. Appreciate it. Randy and Meridian, good morning. You're on Newstalk KBOI. Hey, this is Randy. How you guys doing? Good. Hey, I just wanted to make three quick points. Number one, the, the not John, but the caller before, Made a really good point. Half a million dollars is a whole lot of money. 
And John's point is, especially when you have an attorney general and a city attorney who are already paid by the city and by the state to take care of these things, and they should be the ones looking after it. And uh, my last point is, this attorney firm that's working for the city of Boise, they've signed lots of contracts. There's lots of people's names on those contracts. There are ties, because I heard that. There's no ties between them. Uh, yeah, they got lots of ties. Guess who they're representing? The city of attorney and everybody's names on those contracts. That's all I got. Thank you for the call. Uh, Kevin, Meridian, thanks for holding on. You're on Newstalk KBY. Good morning to you. Kevin, are you there? Oh, yes, yes. It, it, it just seems like it's awful convenient for Mayor McLean that um, there was a racist who undermined her police chief. This racist, you know, it's a dog whistle. If you fail, it's obviously racism. That's pretty much my take on it. And is this group that supposedly the police, the assist or the, the police chief belong to, is it really racist? Um, you see groups that used to have credibility like the Southern Poverty Law Center that are now calling all kinds of groups that are even remotely conservative racist. If you're a conservative group, you risk now being called racist simply due to the fact that you're conservative. And if you're conservative, you're racist. And now those two things seem to go hand in hand with the left. That's uh, pretty much all I have to say. And do you, do you really think that that's true, just if you're conservative, that you know, the left just says you're conservative, yes. so you're a racist. Yes, yes, obviously. Uh, I don't believe, and I didn't vote for him, I didn't vote for Trump, but I don't believe the man was racist. But the minute ever, all these things came out, um, the, the minute he was elected, that was just part of, part of the attacks and the dog whistles. If you're conservative, or sorry, a MAGA conservative, or whatever breed of conservative, or if they deem you right-wing, or alt-right or whatever, then you're, you're, you're a racist. That's, that's the gist of it. Um, that's my feeling. All right. Thank yes. you for the thoughts, Kevin. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Bill in Boise, good morning. You're on Newstalk KBOI. Uh, good morning. Uh, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but uh, McLean was on the city council uh, when this uh, police chief was uh, supposedly spewing all of his uh, racist um, and now that she's mayor, she n- never heard anything about it and hires a, uh, an East Coast firm that has represented so many uh, uh, Democratic uh, constituents back in Baltimore. I mean, this guy is going to find or his, this firm will find scapegoats. You're not hiring uh, this well-known, uh, uh, powerful law firm. Uh, out of wherever the heck it is, some some East Coast uh, town, to come in and find nothing, especially when you got a city council person like Linda, uh, Lisa, whatever her name is, Sanchez, Lisa Sanchez. Uh, yeah, talking about how she's known it for all her life because I'm the only person of color on this uh, council, and I want to know what's going on because I've experienced it. For the whole time, I mean, this woman is is one that what five years ago chastised um, uh, uh, a white kid for getting off doing something, and she wrote a letter to, or she wrote a letter uh, telling the parents, "You're you know you're lucky you're white because that's how, why your son got off." I know I'm rambling here, but this is um, uh, no one has asked, 
not this paper, not a reporter. No one has asked this mayor why, why an East Coast firm that has represented so many left-wing organizations, why couldn't you go um, in state? I mean, we're, ta- we're not talking about a city attorney in um, Caldwell investigating. We're talking about well-known, respected, nationwide law firms in Idaho, uh, Holly Troxel, uh, Skinner and Fawcett. I mean, these are names of um, respected attorneys that she could have gone here. Get I mean, it's point. so political. It's question uh, question for you. you. Question for you, Bill, before you go and before we let you go. Yep. Um, once again, I find myself playing devil's advocate a lot this morning. Wouldn't it, the best thing for the mayor, though, um, you know, have this investigation going on, even though it's out of state? And I agree with you. Maybe they could have had somebody, you know, in state, um, attorney general, whatever. But wouldn't the best thing for the mayor's office, instead of finding, like you said, you, 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 they're going to find something because they're looking for it. Wouldn't the best thing for the mayor be that they find nothing? Because, I mean, she is in charge of the police gonna, department. All right, all right. Just a second. They're not going to find anything because she wants to, everyone to know that she's cleaned up the Boise Police Department. You don't start with the fact that, you know, uh, we've got racists and hire this firm to come in and say, oh, you know, Mayor, you were wrong. This is the best police department we've ever had. Not with Sanchez, a member of the council, beating the drum that we have racists. I mean, come on, guys. Right. You know the outcome is going to be. Well, right, I guess we'll, we'll find out within the next year, I guess. They said they're going to be done with the investigation yes, by the end of year, 2023. A year. It's going to take a year. Jeez. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. We'll take a break. One final segment on the way. The night at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 951, he's Chris Walton, I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in to the phones we go. Uh, Chris in Nampa, thanks for holding on. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, This whole thing has a bad smell to me. I think the $500,000 price tag... It's nothing more than a backdoor contribution to the Democrat Party. There's there's plenty of investigators around. I could I can think of one in particular that has been in Boise for over twenty years that probably knows a fair amount, fair number of the officers who uh, with a phone call I could find out if there's any systemic racism in their department. But do you want a, do you want somebody investigating a, officers who actually know the officers? Wouldn't you want somebody not who has any relationships within the police department to do that? I'm not, not saying I'm not saying I, it I should be from the, the East Coast. I, well, I, not necessarily. I think I think the person that's calling for this investigation is never going to be satisfied. That's kind of my point. All right. Thank you for the call, Chris. Appreciate it. Uh, Kenny Meridian, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning. How are you today? We're doing good. Hurry, we're, good. we're running short on time, Kenny, if you want to get your thought in. Yes. So, you know, I never thought that Donald Trump was racist. I don't understand if people uh, know the Make America Great Again. That's what MAGA stands for. But Nathan was saying, you know, this slavery has been around for a long time, mistreated. But I never thought of MAGA being uh, a racist thing. It's it's now coming such a forefront that everybody's being racist because the Democrat Party is is bringing it to light that everybody's pushing that racism. That's my opinion. 
All right. Thank you for your opinion. Opinion. Thank you for the call. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. So it's, Look, it's, it's not whether it exists. It's who's pointing it out. It seems like that's what he said, isn't mm, it? I guess. Daniel wrote in and said, uh, is there an actual list of words that the FCC considers profanity? You know what? There isn't really an actual list of words. It's it's very Are this, strange. Aren't there seven words you're not allowed to say? That that was a thing made up by George Carlin. Okay. And uh, you can actually get away with different things between 10 p.m. and 6 a.m. Uh, they have three, three different uh, ways they uh, classify it. One is called obscene content. It uh, does not have protection by the First Amendment for con for uh, content to be ruled obscene. It has to meet a three pronged test established by the Supreme Court. It has to appeal to an average person's prurient interest, depict or describe sexual conduct in a patently offensive way, and taken as a whole lack serious liter a literary, artistic, political, or scientific value. And of course, all those things are based on your opinion. Indecent content. Uh, portrays sexual or excretory organs or activities in a way that is patently offensive but does not meet the three-prong test for obscenity. Then there's profane content, which includes grossly offensive language that is considered a public nuisance. Basically, that's the only uh, that's the only uh, uh, outline or that that we have uh, the only guideline. And if somebody complains to the FCC, then they check it out. If nobody complains. It just goes by the wayside. Well, son of a bee sting. Thanks for the calls and emails uh, today. Shoot. <laughs> Out of time. We're on a 20-hour break. Don't forget, you want tickets once again to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. You got a chance to win with Nate Shellman this afternoon. We'll have more tomorrow morning.